Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. It's Doug Cunnington here, and in this episode, I'm going to tell you the story about when I sold out on YouTube. It wasn't that long ago, so I'll give you the background, and I know a lot of listeners are YouTube viewers as well, so you'll uh, you, you'll probably be able to figure out which video which videos these were, but I'll give you the full background and kind of break it down a little bit. Shout out to Jason, one of the viewers and listeners who actually you know, wrote an email. We had a little bit of an exchange and then I realized it would make for a good podcast episode. I will also answer a question from Jen. So let's get into it. And I am, uh, I don't know, I'm not... Uh, I'm not too concerned about this selling out thing. I did have a conversation with a friend of mine. I don't know. It was a month ago or so. And he felt like he really needed to to look out and make sure that he didn't, quote, sell out. Now, he has a maybe a more artistic background, actually, as a musician, where people do talk about selling out and they're concerned about the impression that they may give off if they do sign with like a big record label and make a lot of money, for example. I come from a different background, not music at all, and I came from an engineering background and then a corporate environment where you literally were trying to sell out because you were trying to earn money. Like that was the goal, that was the metric, that's how you knew you were doing a good job. And even if it isn't labeled as selling out, let's say I was back at my corporate consulting gig, making a lot of money kind of means that you're spending a lot of time and effort and, you know, in some ways selling your soul to the corporation and you're making a shitload of money. So at least you have that. Maybe you have some prestige and you get to rub shoulders with either important people or people that think they're important. But but the whole thing is I really didn't have an aversion for selling out or getting paid for work and shit that I'm doing. So I, I don't have an issue with it. However, I am self-aware enough that I see that per uh, other people's definitions viewing me, they would say, yeah, Doug, you sold out. So anyway, this is that story. Currently, over on the YouTube side, I have about 25,000 subscribers. I don't really run ads so much. I've tested here and there, but ads are really a kind of a shitty way to monetize on YouTube, all things considered. And I've determined that running ads is not very profitable. People complain about it occasionally, which is not a good reason not to run ads, but basically I've tested it. And I'm not running ads very often. Usually, I'm selling my own products in some capacity. Sometimes it's coaching. Sometimes it's my courses. It's actually primarily the courses. And I'll have an upcoming episode soon where I will explain how I have improved my my sales recently after a total uh, kind of a meltdown, terrible launch earlier in 2021. So overall, I have a, I would say like a small to medium size YouTube channel. It's all relative. Honestly, you could find 
very profitable YouTube channels that maybe have, you know, thousands of subscribers. You can find giant YouTube channels with millions of subscribers and they're not making nearly as much as you would expect. So anyway, I have 25,000 subscribers. I've worked at it for a while and it is a modest yet substantial group of subs subscribers. So I do get pitches. So I think once I got over 5,000 or so subscribers, I started to get frequent pitches from different brands. A lot of times they are terrible matches. They're the wrong audience completely. Maybe I've actually gotten pitches from makeup brands and I, I think they just scrape email addresses and just send out a shitload of emails and it's flattering at first because you work hard on a channel. You hope to get some recognition and, you know, sometimes no one pays much attention for a long time. Actually, for a really long time, no one will pay attention. And then all of a sudden you start getting pitches and some recognition. So I would reply back and say, hey, it's not a good match. I don't talk about makeup and I'm a guy that doesn't wear makeup. So probably not a good match. And they would try to tell me why it might work out. So <laughs> I turned most things down. Sometimes they're just bad pitches. Occasionally there's a decent match. So when there was a decent match and there was a company called, I uh, forget if, uh, what it's called right now. Oh, Penji. Penji is an unlimited graphic design company. And they approached me and they said, um, you know, maybe it's an okay match will give you free service for a month. So unlimited graphic design for a month and you, you can do a review. So it actually looked like something I could use. I went through it, created the video. Eventually I'd never made any sales for them. I was an, an affiliate as well. I think a few people went through the link, but it wasn't a tight enough match. And as I used the product, it was kind of clear that no one in my audience would probably be a good match. At least my my prototypical viewer on YouTube is not going to pay for unlimited graphic design. It's just not a good value and there's not a good ROI behind it. So the whole point being for a little while, I was doing ads or dedicated videos for free service, testing out the product and that sort of thing. Generally, it has not worked out well. Then as I got a little busier and less interested I didn't feel as special when companies reached out. So I started asking for money. And at first I thought, eh, you know what? I'll ask for like four or $500 for a video. I have no baseline. I'm not making much from ads. I'm not running many ads. A lot of my videos don't get a lot of views if they're just a standard run of the mill video that don't, it won't, that doesn't necessarily take off in the search results. So I was throwing out numbers, 500 for a five minute video, you know, a thousand dollars for eight minutes or something like that. I was, I was throwing out random stuff. No one took me up on that at all. So there was probably eh, maybe a dozen where I got back to him with an amount. Now, funny side story, one company, I said, Hey, yeah, it's a uh, thousand bucks for a 10 minute video. I adjusted. I played with the amount of time I played with the pricing. So I was like, ah, 10 minutes, thousand dollars. We'll see what happens. And they replied back and they said, that's a, uh, that's not worth our time. And I was like, 
well, fuck you. You emailed me. I was like, you emailed me. I'm just telling you my pricing. You don't have to be a jerk about it. So needless to say, I didn't reply back to him and I didn't work with that company. Now, as a quick baseline, I did try to Google and find information on sort of the average prices out there that maybe a dedicated YouTube video might cost and what YouTubers make. So I did a little research and you can investigate yourself and see what you find. But I ran across something that said, if you're earning from AdSense, the average YouTube payout is somewhere between two and $8 per 1000 views. And as a reference, a lot of my videos probably only get about 1000 views. So if I look back in the history, maybe the last 10 or 20 videos, there's some that get, you know, tens and thousands, tens of thousands of views, but a lot of them only get like a thousand views. Some of them are only a couple hundred. If it's an obscure topic, maybe a long form interview, not keyword rich. It's just a conversation that I want to have with a friend of mine, perhaps. So two to $8 per thousand views, meaning most of my videos probably only earn two to $8. Now, one key thing is my content is sort of business oriented. So typically that will earn more per view per thousand views is kind of the metric that people use. It will earn more, maybe up to, you know, 20 or $30 per thousand views. I've heard Noah Kagan mentioned his, his earnings are in that range. A couple of my other friends off the record anecdotally have mentioned to me and we're in the same space, you know, roughly that $30 range, maybe even up to 40. And it's because a lot of the viewers are like middle-aged spenders. They buy stuff, they're buying courses and advertisers are looking to get in front of that audience and willing to pay more because they're selling more expensive items and products. So all that to say, AdSense, pretty modest as far as earnings. Now, integrated and dedicated videos, as I did a little more research, you may have something like a 10X, um, or you could charge 10X what maybe you were earning before. So extrapolating that out, maybe you can charge like $300 for a dedicated video, something like that. So you can understand that the prices that I was throwing out before thousand dollars for like a 10 minute video where the video may only get like a thousand views is way, way more expensive than what is out there. So it shows a couple things. One, I really value my time and I don't give a shit if they're offended by my my pricing because it's my pricing. I spent the time building the channel. I've spent thousands of dollars like on equipment and well, I do value my time quite a bit. It's the one thing we can't get back. So <laughs> I was just throwing out numbers just to see what would happen. Now I sold out. So at some point this worked out for us. Now, before I get to that, I do want to give a, uh, a shout out to Ezoic and Ezoic is a sponsor. They've been working with me for a while and they have a new, I guess, piece of functionality feature 
I'm not sure what to call it exactly, but it's called Leap. And Leap is a completely free website performance tool that Ezoic designed to be the all-in-one app to diagnose and address a site's performance issues one by one so that every single site can achieve a good and uh, I guess fast, well, good is the right term, core web vitals and excellent performance for the readers. Now, what about the site speed accelerator that I've been talking about for over a year at this point? It'll be completely replaced by Leap when Leap is launched globally to all customers. Once available, Leap will take the place of the site speed accelerator in the speed tab of the Ezoic dashboard, and it is completely free to all Ezoic monetization customers. You can check out the Leap page and some of the further information, which I'll leave a link in the show notes. But the cool part is there's no paid options. Everything is just available. There's no plus or paid features as there were in the site speed accelerator. There's a little bit more information here, but the core web vitals are important. There's those are going to be coming into play very soon as Google rolls out that uh, I guess core update. And basically it's like helping your site load fast and, and all those kind of things. So or that that's the important part. You could tell this is new copy for me. I <laughs> kind of struggling through it, but here's the deal. Leap will help your site load faster. It's over on Ezoic. I'm going to be testing it out in the next couple of weeks on a site that I have that is not optimized. It's a site that I have purchased and there's some extra things on there that I don't need. I have identified and saw that it wasn't loading as quickly. The page speed insight score from Google is lower. It's uh, I think it's in the 60s to 70s, depending on when I test it and some different results that I've seen. But there's a lot to be desired. So I'm going to be checking out Leap. You should too. Like I said, there's no like paid features. So if you're on Ezoic and you're monetized, you can get all those uh, speed features. <laughs> Hopefully I'll get better with a copy as I, I tighten it up. I need to go through and rewrite the whole thing. So I just pulled it from a web page. Anyway, thanks to Ezoic and their flexibility with my live reads. So here's what happened when I sold out. So basically, a big company contacted me. I'm not going to mention the company here. And I'm not going to tell you exactly what I was paid either. I'm not sure if that's like contractually a thing, but I'm just going to keep it a little vague. So a huge company, a very, very big company contacted me and I was like, well, it's not a good match, but it's close enough. Let's just test it out. So I said $1,200 for a 10 to 12 minute video and they were, they were uh, okay with it. They said, we can do it. Can you do the video in the next, uh, you know, couple weeks here? And then they followed up and also said, you know what? Uh, we want to make sure we want to own the video. We want to be able to run ads to it. We want to be able to take clips from it. We want to own the copyrights for the video. And I thought that was a little bit different because, you know, typically I create the video, I own the rights. I haven't done any big brand deals. In fact, no company has really paid me actual money for a video. So 
I wasn't quite sure. And as I went through the email thread, I noticed that, you know, number one, they emailed me previously and it was a follow-up email. And I also looked through that thread and I saw they had a sort of a budget range listed there. Well, the funny thing is because they sent a reminder email, there were two budget ranges listed. One of them said, I think it was a th- maybe $800 to $1,500, something like that. And the other one was more like three to $5,000. So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to go in that higher range. So again, I won't tell you the exact amount, but instead of the lower range that I mentioned, I went in the three to $5,000 range for the video because they were going to own the rights. Well, holy shit. They replied back pretty quickly and they said, yes, let's do it. We will pay you that amount between three and $5,000 for one 10 minute video. Well, that's pretty fucking good because videos don't take me a huge amount of time, especially one that is fairly casual and has some screen shares. Those are actually really quick. So I thought this is fantastic. Well, a couple days went by and they emailed me back and said, turns out we're canceling this whole campaign. So we're sorry, don't do any more work on it. And hopefully we can work together in the future. So I thought it was a bummer. I didn't waste any time other than the emails that I sent back and forth. So maybe 10 minutes. Funny thing, about a week later, another company emailed me, and this is a marketing a marketing company working for the same big brand. So same big brand, different marketing company. They emailed me a couple of times before I actually replied back. I usually make them wait, you know, <laughs> make them make them send a follow-up email. And this they wanted to know my rates, wanted to know if I was interested. Well, I told them I had a deal back in February and it fell through. So I don't want to go down the same route. Is this the same campaign? They told me, no, brand new campaign and they need it done quickly. They need it done like in the next week. So at that point, I realized that the other campaign, something fell through. I'm not sure what was going on. This new one was a game on. So this new campaign in March was up and running and they needed it done quickly. Now, again, this was a external marketing company working for the big brand. So at that point in time, I realized, well, I negotiated a pretty healthy fee last time and they accepted it pretty much right away. And I also knew that I had leverage because they needed the video done in like a week. So they needed the video done in a week. And I also know that a lot of YouTubers are pretty strict on their schedule. They maybe publish one video per week or whatever their schedule is. They put a lot of production value into their videos and they're pretty rigid. They're not as flexible as me. So I charged more or or my, my offer initially was higher than whatever I negotiated previously by, I'm trying to think, I think it was by like 25% because I thought, well, I want to check the limit of what they're willing to pay. So again, I mean, why not? 
why not? I'm not trying. They contacted me and I knew they were on a, a time crunch. So I, I charged way more than I, I should have. And then they replied back and they let me know, well, that's actually a little bit expensive there, Doug. <laughs> we have channels that have like 50, 60,000 subscribers and they're charging a fraction of what you are. So c- can you work with us a little bit here? So I came back right at the same price that I agreed to previously with the deal that fell through. Of course, I'm thrilled with that rate. It was also many, you know, many times what I would have charged previously and they went for it. Now, to my surprise, they they sent another request. They wanted me to do two videos, not just one. So they were even more in a time crunch than I realized. So I I told him, yeah, I'll do two videos for you. I'll give you a little bit of a break. So it's, it's a little bit cheaper for the second video. I sent over, um, a couple, uh, outlines that they sort of checked over. And, And by the way, they told me exactly what they wanted me to promote and gave me a couple guidelines to make it easier. I sent an outline. They had a couple little tweaks, super minor. It was actually pretty easy to deal with them, very fast turnaround time. They must have been checking their email 24 hours a day. Anytime I replied to them, they got back to me in under an hour. So I got the outline approved, created the videos, and I think I had one edit on the first video just one round of edits. They wanted me to take out a couple couple phrases, a couple little particular things, and then did the second video with the things that I learned and the things that I knew that they didn't want in those videos. They um, they approved the second video right away because I, I knew exactly what to put in there and what to omit. And it worked out really well. Now, at the time that I'm recording this, I have not received payment yet working with a big company, sometimes there's a, a little bit of a delay with the payments. You sometimes have to do the work first. So there could be, hopefully there's not a follow-up podcast where I tell you how I got ripped off by a company. But I mean, we had a contract. We have a contract that we signed. So it's pretty clear. It's very specific. And there's you know companies and addresses and it looks like an actual contract. So we, we do have something in place, an agreement in place. So I'm not worried about it. And I could always take down the videos. So that is how I sold out on YouTube. And I, I don't feel too bad about it, to be honest with you. It was probably six to seven hours total work, including the email exchanges. And pretty fast to create the videos. I made roughly the equivalent of, uh, well, I'll say I would be happy with that amount for like a a month worth of work. And I did six hours. So people out there start a YouTube channel. Once you get enough subscribers, there's going to be people coming to you. You don't have to look for advertisers. They will come to you, especially if you're in the affiliate marketing or make money online or some business related space. Companies are going to come to you. Most of them are going to be completely mismatched. It's like the wild west out there. People understand, companies understand that they want to get on YouTube. 
they don't have a following. They want to get in front of your audience and you have the leverage friends. You can do whatever you want. You can set up constraints however you want. And it's kind of amazing because, I mean, I came from the corporate environment. I couldn't do anything without getting approval. I couldn't go down to, um, it's funny, you hear about people talking about going to negotiate a raise. I wasn't a top performer by any stretch. I was average. (laughs) I was average. Uh, People did not like me, but I couldn't go to my boss or boss's boss, boss's office and negotiate a raise. They would tell me there's processes in place and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, they're right. I wasn't a top performer. Why the fuck would they give me a raise out of cycle, like out of sync and go outside the normal guidelines. But in this weird area where I have carved out a little, little niche for myself, I have a YouTube channel where companies will pay me money. Now they may see well, we didn't get any leads through this guy. We're not going to work with him anymore. And, you know, that that's a risk that they take when they're working with random YouTubers that may or may not have a following that matches what they are working on. But that's their job to figure out, not mine. Now, there are other companies that I work with on a more long-term basis. Ezoic, who we just did the ad for. I work with niche website builders. I've done some work with ODYS here recently and a, a few other companies, right? Some are great matches. They're my friends. They're people that I view as partners, right? We're working together. There's a good overlap of our audiences. That makes sense. I'm not gonna you know, screw over people that I like. But when a big company comes to me, I'm not as, um, I'm not sure, I'm not as careful, I'm not as stringent, and if they want to pay me money, I will, uh, I'll take it and I will sell out. And you know what, I'll be honest with you, if they came to me and they said, hey, will you do a year-long deal with us, I would, I would consider it. I, I will be honest, I would totally consider it because they paid me enough money that I was like, oh, you know what? I wasn't planning on doing this work, but you know what? We all have a price and mine is, you know, <laughs> a month, a month's worth, worth of uh, salary in a couple days. It's something else, folks. I couldn't believe it. <sighs> and that's how I sold out on YouTube. So if you have questions, if you have judgments, I suspect some people will will maybe think, Doug, we thought you were a good guy, but now we see you'll just do anything for money. Uh, Let me know. Feedback at Doug.show. Would love to get your response. And as a side note, I will say there was some time, uh, it must have been a hundred episodes ago where I mentioned, hey, you know what? What if I, what if I charged for interviews? Because I'm getting a lot of pitches for the podcast, probably a few per week at this point. People want to come on the podcast and it's not a good match. I don't know who the fuck they are. They just scraped my email address and they're like, hey, I want to promote my book or I have some thing that I want to, I just want to promote stuff on your podcast. And I just send them to the guest submission page where I charge money. No one's taken me up on that, thank goodness, because I think I just wouldn't be as interested in doing those. But most people 
that got back to me said, Doug, that is okay if you want to monetize your shows in that way. I think it's cool that you're able to uh, charge money for it. All right. One question for today for the Niche Website Builders Q&A segment. This one is from Jen and it's a fairly straightforward one. She has heard me talk about Ezoic, so this is a great way for me to tie in the other sponsor. She said she saw that Ezoic had free hosting, some free hosting package, which I didn't research um, in preparation because I've heard of it in some of the pros, right? You don't have to pay for self word or self-hosted like WordPress hosting. You don't have to go to SiteGround or Bluehost or HostGator or fill in the blank. You can just host your website over on Ezoic and you would get, you know, fast servers, good uptime, good customer service, and, you know, several other benefits, including free hosting which can get relatively expensive. So Jen asks, is this a good deal? What do you think about it? It seems too good to be true. Free hosting and great uptime, all those details. So here's the deal. I would most likely, and for most people, suggest that you host the website yourself on whatever self-hosted platform you want. I use MDD hosting and SiteGround currently. There's a ton of companies. I have friends who swear by WP Engine or there's thousands of them, you know. So there's a lot of them out there and I recommend you check a couple out. But here's the deal. Whenever there's some free hosting out there, there's always trade-offs. And... I don't know exactly what the trade-offs might be, but I suspect you perhaps would not have as many options and flexibility for exactly what you're doing on your website. Now that might be important or it might not be important. If you don't need to have full control of everything, it may not matter. If you just want to host a website, maybe the Ezoic free hosting offer is perfect for you. I have a hunch that you're going to be giving up some control and that control might be something that you want to have. So again, I don't know what you might be giving up, but there's always trade-offs. So when it's free, there's just going to be some trade-offs. Now, one thing that I have seen, uh, specifically with Ezoic, but when you are using sort of a fully integrated platform like that, sometimes it's very difficult to migrate off of the platform. So for example, let's say you get started on the Ezoic free hosting offer that's available. You don't have money to pay for hosting and you want to keep your expenses as low as possible. So you're going that route. Let's say you start earning money and there's some piece of the puzzle that you want to have more options and control over and more flexibility on. And the only way to get that would be to move to a paid hosting platform where it's a self-hosted WordPress hosting package over on SiteGround, for example. You might find that it's difficult to migrate off of a fully integrated platform. Now, again, purely hypothetical. I'm just making up that example, but migrating away from something 
is sometimes uh, a huge mess. Once you start unraveling things, it could be a real pain. So that said, Ezoic's awesome. I've been working with them for a couple of years. They're fantastic. I like working with them. I like the people. It seems to be a profitable way to monetize sites. And I've heard great things, especially when people move from AdSense over to Ezoic. And I have heard mixed results. Sometimes if, if someone's using a, another uh, monetization uh, ad network, like uh, I think some of the big ones, uh, AdThrive and then Mediavine, sometimes depending on the site, one of the big companies is going to perform a little better than the other, but it's, it's always worth it to try. So all that to say, like normal, the answer is it depends. If you're really, if you're crunched and you don't have the money to pay for hosting, and this is a good way for you to get started, use the free hosting, 100%, go for it. If you can afford hosting, you're probably going to be better off paying for hosting versus using any free option, no matter who it's attached to. So Jen, thanks for sending in that question. Thanks to Niche Website Builders. Do check out their FAQ content that's frequently asked questions. And there's a whole lot of uh, you know background information on that. But I know personally, I have used the FAQ method for years. Highly effective. It's one of the great ways, especially let's say you buy a brand new, or not a brand new site, but you buy a site from someone you went to, give a little boost in traffic, give a little boost in rankings and pull in more long tail keywords. FAQ method, fantastic for that kind of work. So this FAQ service is new and I suspect it's just as effective as uh, doing it yourself, if not more. They have a couple external tools that they're using. And if you do check out the link in the show notes, you can learn more about it. So thanks to Niche Website Builders niche website builders. Thanks to Ezoic. And again, if you do have any comments on the uh, Doug sold out on YouTube topic, feedback at Doug.show, would love to hear from you. And I'm going to be doing a mailbag episode before too long. So please send in your questions. If you have any, have a great day out there. All right. Thanks a lot for joining me on The Doug Show. I really do appreciate you taking the time. If you're not subscribed, please consider subscribing. I have a ton of other episodes out there covering lots of different topics. Sometimes I just tell stories. If you are a longtime listener, I appreciate you too. If you haven't left a review, that is awesome because now you have an opportunity to leave a review and that would be totally cool and I would really appreciate it. If you're looking to get started with affiliate marketing or making money online or anything like that, you should go over to nichesiteproject.com. That is my blog. Once you're over there, you just click the green button, enter your name and email address, and then I'll send you a bunch of cool stuff. I'll send you templates, some motivational emails, and I think there's probably just some random emails that I send out there also. So we'll catch you next time on The Doug Show. Thanks. Thanks.